0: What happens when you realize that we're returning to the days of Noah, but God still calls us to have joy?
1: The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family, and entertainment without all the other noise, so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com
0: hey what's up
1: hello welcome to the pantry jesus not junk food
0: yes (laughs) gotta give me some of that jesus not that junk food i mean that i'm getting a little bit around the waist i know right a little bit you know it's fine Not a little bit but you know hey that's just the way it is (laughs) food i'm a foodie i don't know about anybody else but i love food in fact food actually kind of ties in to what i'm thinking about tonight because i'll tell you what I am really joyful when I have good food. You ever been to a restaurant? You want that like, I don't know, let's say you're going in for tacos yeah, and, and then you eat a taco and it's just like Yes, I've
1: been disappointed (laughs) not many, many times, but I've had my fair share of disappointments at the restaurant. I was about to say when you were like, have you ever been to a restaurant? I was like, bruh, you know
0: me. I'm always down. But
1: uh, no, I I know like there's there's disappointment when you bite into stuff. And that's a whole sermon in itself.
0: But 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 that kind of ties in. Right. Right. You bite into it. It's like. It's not all that good. You're like, uh, now I'm that guy who runs home and I make it (laughs) because I'm like, I was like, (laughs) because you have that ability. I I, I want it to be good, so I'm going to make it. And that's not prideful, y'all. But I just know what I like. But you know, as I started thinking about this episode, I started thinking about uh, joy, right? Joy in depravity. Mm. Ooh, that's crazy. And and I start thinking of Noah. I start thinking of like when God's sitting there telling Noah in Genesis six five. He's like, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Like and then,
1: that's <laughs> rough. That's rough. I do not want to be there at all. Praise God. And then you, <laughs> you're right, and you
0: flip the other side of that. Count it all joy.
1: Right, right. And I think, yeah, that's that's why we decided to have this episode. So we wanted to do this before we went to watch a certain movie and then a certain movie came out and... The Sound of Freedom is a well-done yeah. tragic with a with a note of hope at the end kind of film that just brings reality back. Now, Shay and I have been like grossly aware of this. I would say Shay back in the, even the army days, you've seen it in person, but like we've been aware of just how deep it goes and details of it for nearly a decade me i think a decade and some change but we've talked about it for about right. you know a decade and um and that's not the only thing you know the moving about of people against their will is not the only thing that is depraved and dark there's a lot going on um you know there's a lot of things bringing up, you know wars and rumors of wars food production plants catching on fire people seeming to be much more angry driving around you know you can keep going going and we're not going to make a laundry list to make you depressed right now but (laughs) but you have your mental list and then thinking about okay he calls us to have joy and maybe Mm. having joy when you're in your sanctuary when you're around the people you absolutely love maybe it's easy Right. Maybe it's not if you don't have that or maybe you're it's you have that, but you still feel really low. But maybe there are times where you're like, yeah, I can absolutely have godly joy in certain circumstances. But when he calls us to do it all the time, mm. that that can be a little confounding when you're like, OK, but
0: this but. or <laughs> but that. Like, how can I still have joy
1: after watching Sound of Freedom? Right. Or how can I still have joy when I'm thinking of all the forest fires or et cetera, et cetera. You know, like, what I, happens then?
0: Yeah, I, I really think that in those moments when we get to see it, when we get to experience it, when we start, it starts to impact us in our lives, it's hard sometimes. I know that I sit there sometimes like, oh, why God? <laughs> like, why God? Like, why does this happen? How come this happens? And you have to all roll it back in to, to, to sense. Logic and sense, right? We have to go back <laughs> to the basics here. Well, God gave Perfect. He he made it perfect. He he gave a place of perfect, you know, um, a, a home of perfect, <laughs> the garden, right? Mm-hmm. So a safe place, a, a right. peaceful place, a place where you have no worries. And then man comes in and destroys that. And so that's what we've experienced since then. And so what we're, you know, as we talk about this night, what is joy though? You know, it's like, what is joy? Question. The big question. You know, go go see Sound of Freedom. I know there's a lot of criticism back and forth on that because of the people behind it or the people that are in it or whatever, but at the end of the day, the movie itself depict something that's really tragic that's going on in the world. And you know what? That's caused by other things that are happening in the world too. So we're not trying to weight anything more seriously than the other. But let me tell you something. Human slavery is something that is definitely going on and definitely has a place. And man, I'll tell you what, it wrecks me every time. And maybe that's because of what I experienced in childhood. And then, of course, during the military time, like she was mentioning, going through the world, being young, and then not really knowing how to unpack or deal with it in the mind frame that I had had then young and just dumb. Not, that's yeah. what we used, we used to say: young and dumb and whatever. But but like, and you see it, and then you, when you reflect back to it, you're like, whoa. I didn't say anything. And then you start having, you know, just, and you could just fall into this rabbit hole of just like turmoil and shame and, and sadness and and depression that comes from seeing a world that's falling apart, seeing a world that falls apart, seeing our lives that can fall apart, seeing situations that can fall Mm -hmm. apart. And then, you know, you come across the verse again, brethren, count it all joy when you find yourself in trials. And I'm just like, ah, but I think when we look at joy, it's, it's a, a place of peace for me. So when I look at joy, okay, I, I think it's better to self-define because God, you know, in God, I find my joy. Mm-hmm. So in other words, when these things happen, I turn to God. I trust in God. I believe in God. So see, I'm not, it's not an emotion for me. The joy is it, it's there. What it, what it creates is a, oh, how would I say this? Uh, being secure. So knowing that God is in charge, knowing that God is in complete control and knowing that like he has me in this moment in time to do what I am supposed to do for him. That is what brings the joy. Mm-hmm. Because it's a realignment of my thinking. I'm going away from the emotion. Because let me tell you something, it rips me apart. Mm-hmm. Man, I cried though. <laughs> I wasn't yes. the only one crying. Let me just tell you something. I heard a but, lot of
1: sniffles I, other than my
0: own. Right, but I, and, I, and it's not the first time I cried through some, some hard documentary or movie but of starvation, yeah. of, of, of people going through turmoil or wars. or I mean, it just breaks your heart. And at the end of the day, you're like, okay, God, you are in control. Because that is the only solid ground I have to stand on. Mm-hmm. and knowing that, that he is the one that's going to carry me to where I need to be to talk to who I need to talk to and then eventually carry me into eternity. Yeah, That's my definition of joy.
1: Yeah, because when you look at the word, there's a definite difference between joy and happiness in the mm. long-term ability of the two. And also you find out kind of what, it, I mean, you know joy and rejoicing involves happiness, but it seems like there's more to it than that. Because happiness is often fleeting. We find happiness in a lot of things and, and then we need our next fix. Whereas he's saying, he, he never really says that, you know, go to me and you'll find happiness. He always chooses the word joy, which tells me there's a difference between mm-hmm. the two, given that those two words existed back then. You know, there was a differentiation. And so for me, what I've come to um, think of it as is the but God that mm-hmm. I have built into me only because I have... Hope in Christ and I have the Holy Spirit. having that gives me the ability to say but God at the end of anything with a ray of hope. And the verse is in Romans 15:13 May the God of hope mm. fill you with all joy and peace yes. in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. So may the God of Hope give you joy and peace so that you can have hope. And that's what I think of because in my darkest personal times, or when I'm thinking of all of the tragedies and and atrocities going on around the world, when I think of the pain and suffering my own friends and family are going through in their different ways, sometimes I get caught up in myself, in how small I am, how incapable I am of actually making change and fixing my problem, their problem, the world's Mm -hmm. problems and then the guilt and shame of not doing enough in any of those circumstances. The what if I could, you know, whatever. That gets me in this cloud of honestly self-centeredness Maybe it's for, you know, quote unquote, righteous reasons because mm. I'm appalled at injustice and at sin. And so that's why I got caught up in wanting to fix it. But I'm still in a self-centered mode, whereas you can still care about those things. You can still be broken hearted about those things. We see the Lord is broken hearted many times as he's walking around the earth <laughs> in, in in the flesh, you know, at the reaction of people, at the people's hard hearts. And we know he stores our tears in bottles, like he he commiserates with Mm. us, the Holy Spirit groans. We know he's not just joy and that's it but joy is something that can exist in the same space as other emotions unlike happiness right like happiness it's a, it's a complex emotion and maybe you could be happy and sad the same maybe it's bittersweet or something but joy is a little more resilient it's something that can come that it's it's tied in with that hope and so for me it's that but god
0: so yeah the but god so we're, we're both there we're, we're both in that like trying to push the the emotion not not that it's bad to have emotions but push that emotional spiral that can take us down right to where it just seems hopeless and and i love that how you're talking about hope because that is what we're talking about here we're talking about redefining how we see life you know it's it's, we see it we can't always do anything about it and and that's unique but but watch this and we can't ignore it and we can't hide it Mm -hmm. and so what at the end of the day it's like Isaiah, Isaiah 12, 3, I love this because it's talking about this, this solid grounding and really making sure that like, we're not on sinking sand, but we're on solid rock. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm building my house, not on sinking sand, but I'm building my house on a solid rock. And it's like, it says with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Mm-hmm. Like this is it. We have been saved from eternity. A different eternity. We have a better eternity. An eternity apart. Apart from. We've been right. saved from that. Right, yeah. yeah. And so being apart from God. So I have an opportunity to be with God. Mm-hmm. So here I am not only in creation, but now I'm taking that a step further and not just being the created, but being the child. And I love the idea of being the child. It's encouraging because I can't ignore what goes on out here. I'm sorry. I walk down the street and there's a prostitute. I walk down the street and there's a person addicted to drugs. I walk down the street and there's a person who's homeless and can't eat. And I don't have pockets deep enough to touch every single one of them. I wish I did. My heart yearns to touch those things. My heart hurts to touch those things. Like I just want to be there and I want to be able to support it in so many ways. But you just can't. And so we fight this. We come to this conclusion that we can't escape it, so we have to deal with it. And then, how do we deal with it?
1: Yeah, one of the things that um, that I know works, and I I know it works because it works in my own life, but also in Paul's life. You know, several of his letters are written while he's in prison, mm. and prison isn't fun. Now, although I think sometimes prison can be a little cushy, but it's still not wonderful. I mean you're still being watched all the time. You still gotta have group showers. You still got you still gotta do a lot of dicey things to get and in. You got and a extra. bunch of dudes
0: coming Lots after you of with people. different things. And right. That.
1: There's gang there's I mean it's not cushy, but back then it definitely wasn't because like if they fed you, it was not like a burger. Right. It wasn't it wasn't like a nice balanced meal, right? Like <laughs> if if you got sunlight, it was probably scorching you, right? Or it was a sliver in a wall. Like and he was sitting here sending hope out from that cell, not Mm. from his own self, but the hope he finds in God, he's passing it along. And he is in continual thanksgiving of what God has given him. And I know that can seem a little bit cliche and a little slap in the face, but when you do think about what you said, that you, what you've been saved from and what you get to have, Mm. that is something that does give us an ecstatic level of hope and joy because we know this isn't it. We know this isn't the end. We know someone good and benevolent and wise is in charge ultimately. And we know that we are his. And I think sometimes people, especially when we first come to Christ, we think that the good news is that we have been saved from hell. Mm. And that is, of course, part of it. I mean, that's a very good news. But that's like saying that a kid should be more happy that they didn't get grounded than that they actually get a relationship with their father, right. right? Like no, the real joy is I am being reconciled to my father and I get to skip out on an eternity without him, right? Like I deserved that but I don't have to do that because of his love and because of the relationship he wants with me and so that's the good news, right? And so how do I actually do it in these dark times, I think it's having that hope that Mm. that comes with realizing all that he has provided for me, Mm. the, the testimonies I've heard of what he's provided for others, the things he has promised that have yet to come. But that he always fulfills his promise, so I know they're they're actually right. coming. They're on right. the way. You know, they're I can hit the tracking number and they're somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where, but it says it's in route, and I'm gonna get the package, you know <laughs> And so that's that's something that even though you can still be sad in that moment, right? Because it says rejoice with those who are rejoicing, Weep with those who weep. You can be right. weeping. You can be mm. sad, right? I think that's one of the things. give yourself permission to feel something. But realize that joy is something that goes above. You know, It's a thing that floats on the surface of our emotions rather than being an emotion to replace the others. It's something that can cover over, right? So that how can I have joy while I'm sad, right? How mm. can I have joy, like what, what is still joyful? What is still good when it says to focus on the things that are praiseworthy, right? right? What can be praised? While I admit that this is still terrible, right. this is disgusting, this is tragic, mm. but what is also going to one day prevail so that this is not eternity?
0: I think, I think uh, the truth will set us free in this mm-hmm. battle. Yeah. Because uh, this is a battle. This is a battle that's being waged. And, and as we sit there, truth, again, I, I'll probably say this a lot of times during this, since I'll probably cut something out, but like, truth, truth and, un, and understanding and seeing truth. I've always been the type of person I didn't want to live in a bubble. I didn't want to live in in, in seclusion of what was the reality of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I understand it for some people. I understand that some people might live in that and and just really just they can't take what the world is right now. And I understand that, too. But when I start thinking that way, when I start capturing myself, oh, I want to escape. I want to get out of here. I don't want to be in an area that that promotes everything that I'm against or or stands for everything that I'm against. Um, You know, cities also, you know, have a lot of you see the drugs. I'm not saying countryside doesn't have it. I'm actually just as bad, but it's in your face in the city, it's like right there. Um, You don't have the opportunity to to be in a bubble. And if you can create a bubble within a city, then I think you're just blinding yourself to truth. And you're blinding yourself to the mission field. And you're blinding yourself to the needs of others. Mm -hmm. And in this battle, that is what this is all about. This battle is about soul, but it's also about victory. Mm-hmm. And, and so we want to see victory coming to your testimonies and your hope mm-hmm. and talking of all of these things. You start to see that there are people out there that have gone through homelessness, who have gone through drug addiction, who have been sold into slavery, who have been on the prostitution side, which I consider slavery as well right. in some form or another, you know, or, 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 you know, other, these huge stories of, of, of hopelessness that have been turned by the love of Christ. And you start to see this and you start to see that there was probably somewhere along the line that they came across somebody or something or someone or somehow they came across Jesus. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit came into their life. Either He came into their life like they did Michelle sitting on a couch reading Revelation or somebody (laughs) came in and and, and prayed over them or talked to them or loved on them. And so we don't want to cut down. We don't want to stop any avenue of approach. To sharing Jesus and shining the light out. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I'm talking about yeah, with the joy, right? Mm-hmm. Another aspect of my definition is sharing. In this battle, I, I it's like the more I share about Jesus or, or the more I love on people or the more that I sit here in this mode. So I'm getting happy just talking about Because right. it, it's Jesus. It's Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I'm like, huh, that's when I feel my best. Right. When I'm just throwing Jesus across me, around me in, you know, encompassing myself in, in him and then moving forward and talking because in this battlefield, you want to be equipped in this battlefield. You want to make sure that you have the back, the backup, Mm -hmm. the rear guard, right? Right. That is, that is watching over you and protecting and you're connected to it because it can be overwhelming at times. Mm -hmm. And in this battle, we, we just continue to pour out. And I think that's an aspect of joy too. When we become internal, I think it's hard to find true joy. Mm -hmm. I think that when we start to turn out and become external with what we believe and what we, and what gives us hope, Mm -hmm. it's like turns on a switch inside of people. It's like, you have the joy, 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 joy down in your heart. And I want to share it down in my heart. I want to share it. And (laughs) and so then you get out there and and that's, I think for me, that turns the switch and it's like, ah. I can I can keep going because I have a purpose. I have a mission in this battle. Right. When you feel stagnant, man, everything comes at you. But when you have a mission, a a a point of reference mm-hmm. and you're moving forward, you at least feel like you're moving forward. Yeah.
1: That's one of the things that I tell people and I sometimes I can tell like just telling them this, like prescribing or suggesting mm. this, right? in a prescriptive way won't work. So instead, I just tell them like a story about me and how it works right. for me and then I leave it hanging there like if you want to replicate it you can you're welcome to try, but one of the things I've noticed is when I'm busy serving others, a lot of my struggles go away. And I'm not just saying like debt or things like that. I'm talking about internal personality struggles mm. go away and I think the perfect most recent example is I was spending time with a with a friend that I'm getting to know better, but I know she's going through a lot of stuff. I was spending time with her, and we're sitting outside under an umbrella in this like you know city center area, and we're like in it, and we're just talking about the word, and I'm encouraging her, and and we're sharing, and we're you know just building each other up, and and you know just she's asking questions, and we're and it's such it's such an awesome time. And then a guy like asks, can he have some money? And in that moment, I was so. I don't want to say high on Jesus, but I was so, like you said, engulfed in the truth that I know is true all the time, but I was so in the midst of it surrounding me and it was claiming all of my thoughts and headspace and my heart space that I knew I had, I had seen some green in my wallet. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what green it was, but I was like, he can have it. And I pulled it out and it was five bucks. I gave it to him. and then And then he said, thank you. And I was like, I was like, you're welcome. Do you know Jesus? Like right there, like now he knows.
0: <laughs> That's not That's Michelle. That's not Michelle what? in the
1: flesh, okay? I I will tell you, I was Michelle at her most confident. And it was not because Michelle did a great. No, it was the work of the of the Holy Spirit and the Amen. Word of God Amen. in me because I was in entrenched in, in it. I was about the father's business. That's what was on my mind. And so we had a full-blown conversation and it was hard. I say this to say it for two reasons. One, this shows that when I'm engulfed in his work and speaking about his, his ways and his truth, then it changes my mind. So my self-consciousness, my self-doubt, my um, feeling embarrassed about bringing it up, all of these things, had been put in their place down in the pits of hell for a second, right? And my generosity, worrying, like, you know, this $5 paid for some chicken eggs and we need to buy chicken feed, like all that kind of stuff. No, like, a man asked for money, I got you. And I was like, look, I blessed you with some money, but I wanna bless you with something better. And Mm. it's just like a back and forth. The other reason I wanna say it is because, okay, so this whole episode is about joy amidst depravity, right? And you could tell that something had deprived his mind of its sanity. I don't know what it was, right. right? It could be drugs, alcohol, demon possession. Right? It could be anything, right? It could be he was born with something. It could be it could be something that came later. But you could feel that it's like the conversation was coated in oil for him, and mm. it's slippery. And he and he kept changing the subject, and I would keep bringing it, like tying that back into the into the subject of Jesus, and kept pointing him back to the gospel, right, and At one point, he even got uncomfortably close, but again, I was not fearful like I normally am because I had such a confidence in that moment. I'm sharing the gospel, I have nothing to fear, nothing can touch me, and I literally even told him, I was like, I pray against and rebuke any demons that have been affecting and impacting your mind, right? I pray that you are able to get to know Jesus. Mm. But as he walked away, in that moment, I had joy, and I also had Heartbreaking sadness. right? Because it's one thing when someone is very sane and can think for themselves clearly, they can hold a thought for a while and you share the gospel and it just don't hit. That's heartbreaking in a way. But when it feels like it's not even fair because you don't even know, then you get that heartbreak But then I had the hope because I was like, his word can penetrate anything. Mm -hmm. And if that man is receptive at all, it takes root. And so in that moment, I had hope. So it was like I had joy that it had been such a conversation and I felt some victory, I was heartbroken for him. And then I also, because of that joy and because I was still in that mindset, I then, the hope started bubbling up Mm -hmm. to the surface too.
0: That maybe a seed wasn't ignored.
1: Right, you know, you never know. Right. But I was like, I really hope I see him in heaven. You know, right. if, if it has to be a last lucid moment before death that brings him, so be it. But I pray that I do, you know, and those are the kinds of moments. It was all glory to him that, mm. cause that's not my norm. Right. And it told, it revealed something that the more I surround myself with his word and his ways, the more I become like him. And some of mm. these things that I could take a 12 step program to fix my fear, but I don't need to. Right.
0: Right. The more I, I, I'm i in his word and his way, I like that, the more I walk in his way, the more I walk more like Christ, right? Yeah everything goes downhill (laughs) That old adage I won't say it here but from my old days but watch this even water flows downhill right everything falls downhill (laughs) you roll a rocket goes downhill Mm -hmm. and when you start thinking about going downhill and you start thinking you know because we're still in this battle right because I mean that was warfare that was going on right there there was spiritual warfare that was happening Mm -hmm. in that moment and the Holy Spirit filled you because y'all that ain't my what that's me like mm-hmm. not like I'll I'll stand in there and be like hey brother you know let's talk let's pray let's let's be together but she's usually kind of more to the side and and praying but you know as being a part of but to hear that, and it's, it's, such, a, it's a, such an encouragement for other people, I think, to know that boldness doesn't come from our own power, but it comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so that in that moment of boldness, here you are and you're making a stand. Now, when I think about the stand and I think about things that go downhill and I think of rocks that go downhill, it really brings me to another point. My joy is not for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Always. Okay. Mm-hmm. And It's a portion, Mm -hmm. but my joy is also something that goes down downhill and is poured out onto my child. Mm-hmm. And when we start that's thinking good. about this battle and, and, and this, and this, this war that's going on, what happens if mommy and daddy who always sit there and, and talk about hope and, and, and not saying that we don't have our moments of weakness, but of if we're talking that Jesus is the answer and God is the answer and, and in this world, we're going to face things that are tough and we're going to make sure. But then they see a, a, a mother or a father that, that don't have that joy, that don't have a. a, a, a because kids are visual. Mm-hmm. We, we have to admit this. And so kids watch us. I mean, it is amazing how Kalia watches me. Mm-hmm. It is amazing the things that she she picks up on and yeah. what she says. And right. you're like, wait, she caught that? I thought that was so like light. Right. And, and, but it's not. And so we are also raising up our children in this battle. And so when we're raising up our children, we are real. We're transparent. We are. We're very transparent parents. But we're al- always, always. Always pointing back to the joy of Christ and how God is the one who is going to sustain us and hold us and move us forward. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's a really good like final thought is how the the joy flows downhill too mm. and it and it pours out on other people and you said it's not just like a joy for yourself but also for like when I'm thinking it's the joy that I get joyful because I have something to pass on that's worth passing on and yes maybe not maybe but people won't accept it every time that isn't on you but you have the thing that they need and if they decline it okay but but there's gonna be someone who doesn't decline it right? and there's gonna be someone who declines it today but not tomorrow because something you said added in to the bucket that they needed to have filled before they made their decision and that's what we're talking about today is the world is, you know, not to, again, not to be depressing. But it says times will get worse, evil will get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Deceivers, I was telling this to my friend yesterday, you know, deceivers won't just be they're not these big giant powerhouses that, you know, they're they're a deceiver. So, you know, they're the ones doing the deceiving. No, deceivers go about deceiving and being deceived. Mm. Because they're fools. At the end of the day, deceivers are actually the proverbs definition of fools because they don't have the truth or they've rejected it. Either way. They aren't sound in what is true, and so they're susceptible to all kinds of junk. But you have the truth. And what a joy it is that yes, terrible things are happening all the time, on a tiny scale and a huge scale. And yet, somehow, God's still winning. Mm. And yet, somehow, the gospel's still reaching people in miraculous ways. I love listening to testimonies of the crazy ways He reaches the people that will accept Him. And He's not just trying, He's not just reaching out and touching them, He's reaching out and touching the people who reject Him as well. But we get to hear the stories of the ones who Mm, said yes. Right. And that is, again, another layer of this hope. So when you're when you're in this tumultuous time, when you happen to hear the news, because we said don't be all up in the news, y'all. But <laughs> if you happen to hear some, right, if you're scrolling, if your phone tells you something, if a friend tells you something, if something hits you in your real life, what do you need to have in your pantry? You don't need to chuck out your feelings, right? right? right. That's not the solution to joy. The power of joy is having those emotions mixed in, right? Allowing that that to be in the same pantry as this big bucket of joy and they can cohabitate. That's what's mind blowing. That's the visual experiential miracle people see and say, that's weird. I've never seen someone who has both of those in their pantry. Why, how, how did you fit them both in there? And that is when we get to share Jesus.
0: Having a heart for Christ. Mm-hmm. That says a lot. Yeah. That means I have love. That means I have emotion, but that also means I'm grounded. Mm-hmm. It means that I'm solidified, that my emotions don't overcome me, override me, overtake me mm-hmm. or overwhelm me. Yes. It means that Christ comes in. He solidifies it. Now I can love. Now I can have pain for people. I can have a breaking heart for people. Everything that we see throughout the Bible that God is, right? Mm-hmm. He loves his he loves his people, he loves his creation. He loves his people. Like I'm not saying that there's a different kind of love there because you know, come on, you go relational love and child love and family love compared to just loving somebody. We all know that. Mm-hmm. That's something that can be easily walked out. And we always have to remember, because as we have these emotions and we have, you know, we we center ourselves on Christ, light overcomes darkness. Light and darkness will never overcome the light. Mm -hmm. And as we sit in that and we think about that, as these lights shine on me, I'm like, ah, right? I'm like, the light. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> I, I just love it I am like probably the most emotion. I won't say the most emotional dude in the world but I have I, I definitely Look, have a depth feelings. of emotion I have feelings man but I like to keep those feelings in check because I know that when my feelings get out of control then I get out of control mm. um, then I then I want to go and I start talking and I start saying and I, instead of just really grounding in on, on knowing that you know the hope is in Jesus Christ. So look, let the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen. All right, y'all. So we've got the Jesus Not Junk Food seven day devotional. If you have yes. not downloaded that yet, go to thepantrypodcast.com and download it. It is super, super cool, short, and packed with a lot of stuff that'll help you grow deeper in your relationship with Christ. You can also support us at patreon.com mm-hmm. slash the podcast, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.